Let's begin with a prayer, please. Father, we thank you for the day. Whether it be warm or cold, we know that you brought it. For the winds that you bring, for the moisture on the ground, for the sun rising and setting, we, we consider you in power of all things, and in your hands you hold it all. We thank you for this day and for the opportunity of us gathering together and lifting up our voices in song and praise to you. And we pray that it's pleasing in your sight. We ask that you would turn our minds now to hear. Maybe be able to put down our phones, maybe put out all the worries and the cares that we have or the next class and, and set them aside for a moment. We'd ask that our attention be here. That you would draw us in. Open our hearts, our ears. May you speak to us today. May you touch us, change us. Change our trajectory, change our choices, change our values. May you shine brightly in us today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Before I introduce our speaker for the morning, I'd like to also introduce another guest that we have on campus with us today. Vince Vigil is sitting right over here. You can wave. Vince is the director of a multimedia center for Good News Production International in Mbali, Uganda, East Africa, and in two weeks' time will be enjoying 95-degree weather uh, and is freezing to death like me right now. He helps produce culturally aware, uh, uh, culturally appropriate materials to help facilitate evangelism, and uh, if I understand correctly, he will be a guest in Sean Hughes' class on media and worship uh, tomorrow, Friday, 10 o'clock, so uh, that'd be great. Our speaker for the day is Jim Weaver. He is um, a former missionary to Portugal and to, to Russia. He is currently the director for RAM, which is Rural America Ministries, which is a year old. His goal is to help evangelize and revitalize rural America. We need to hear the gospel as much as anybody else. And we are so thankful that he is here to do that for us today. And so please uh, give him your attention for the day. Thank you. With a little time like this, what would be surprising is that there's so much divide, even in such a small town. I mean, the community, they all, everybody knows each other. But there's still that divide that, you know, oh, you go to this church, or you go to that church, or you're this denomination, or you're that denomination, or you don't go to church, or you drink, you're an alcoholic, or you're a drug addict. Or... And so there's, there's divide and there's titles and all that stuff like that. And, and the, the thing that's so apparent, you know, in, in a small town is that everybody knows you by your title, knows you by your past, knows you by your mistake, and knows you by, you know, what you do. And that's not to say everybody just looks at your flaws. I mean, there's other people that you see in the community that, oh, this guy's he's always giving. Oh, this guy, he's always, you know, he's, he's always doing nice things for people in the community. And so I think the, the biggest thing is people have these expectations of other people. And the sad part is we usually live up to them, you know. We usually meet whatever the, whatever the negative thing that they said about us. You know, we usually end up meeting up to what those standards that were already set for us. There's no asking about, you know, hey, how's it going, you know, there's no asking about the problems that, you know, people are facing. We all know when somebody, when somebody has a problem going on in their life, everybody knows it here in this little bitty, little bitty town, you know, everybody knows the problems that they're dealing with, but nobody reaches out and asks them how they're doing. Nobody says, hey, why don't you come to my church Sunday, you know, and, and you know, we can pray for you, we can do things like that, or we'll see what we can do as far as getting you clothes or money or, or a job or that's what's, that's what's kind of 
kind of so scary in a little bit community like this where it's so easy to turn to violence, so easy to turn to alcohol, so easy to turn to so many other avenues instead of God that it doesn't seem like there's enough people that really care, you know, about the people that, that aren't making the right choices. Uh-huh. Well, I think when you put expectations on church members or people who are supposed to be already uh, righteous people, you know, as far as in the community's eyes, they're supposed to be already righteous. Uh, it's kind of hard for somebody who doesn't meet these expectations walking by the street to want to just come walking in, you know, out off the street and say, hey, man, life isn't going right for me. Can I come in and sit down and have a seat? I mean, even though, even though the church may be accepted and not ever come out and say it that, hey, you know, we want everybody to come in. It doesn't matter who you are, or what you look like or, you know, you know, come as you are type thing, even though they're not saying they're against that, they're also not out there preaching that either. They're not out there, you know, going out and picking these people up saying, hey, you need to ride to church and then we'll take you. You know, you, you, you don't have a place to go, we'll give you a place to go. Um, and I think at the same time, you know, when you, when you have a certain style of, I guess, what legalism or things like that, rules that, that church members are expected to come by, dress nice, uh, sit in certain seats, you know, in, in my church, you know, people have certain seats, places that they sit every time, and, and if you sit in somebody's place, they may not come out and say something, but they may just give you a little look and sit right in front of you, and you're, you know, oh, I'm in their seat, let's, you know, let's get up and move, and that's what, you know, I think that's a lot of that stuff, you know, you don't want to come into a church and feel like you're out of place, you know, you're not supposed to feel out of place at church, you know, you should, you should, you should be welcomed, and you should be drawn, hey, come sit in the front, you know, hey, come sit by me, hey, you know, come, you should be comforting when you come into church. With golden streams Our universe was clothed in light Pulling at the seams I once buried Within the first three hours that you were here, and if not the first three hours, by the next morning, the whole town will be aware that there are new people here. And that that is for certain, so you can count on that. One way you can meet people, which is what, what mission work is all about, is you can simply go to the coffee shop in the morning. However early you want to get up there, they're there from 6 a.m. I mean, it just depends. So you can go down there and talk to them. And it's unique is because everyone, no matter what you're doing, somebody will have time to talk. It's been an adventure. <laughs> There's been a lot of jokes and we've really came together really fast and that was really cool. I like that a lot. We should be part of RAM because I've, I've built friendships and relationships that are going to last for a long time. And um, I've learned, I've grown spiritually in the past three weeks way more than I thought I was going to. Infinity times, infinity times, infinity times, infinity. Let there be light, let there be light, let me be right. The dust of dust, 
you could probably expect to um, just to get to see just God work and get to see um, just you get to love on some kids like during BBS and um, during camp and stuff and also for them to love you back and that's just such an awesome and amazing experience. Okay, something I've learned about ministry is you really have to meet people where they're at. You really have to um, just seek people and find them and just help them. Because, um, I mean, if you don't reach out to them, I mean, who's going to as Christians? Who's going to reach out to them? Pray with me, please. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for revealing yourself to us in so many ways and at the climax of that revelation, hanging yourself on a cross. taking our sin and rising from the dead to prove that you redeemed us, you paid the price. Lord, I pray that today you would continue to reveal yourself to us, that you would speak through your word and through your great works that you do all around us all the time that we sometimes see and sometimes miss and want to be a part of. Thank you for hearing this prayer and loving us as you do. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to be reading from John chapter 1 and verses 44 through 46. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. And Philip found Nathanael, and he said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Good morning, and uh, thank you for letting me uh, have a few moments of your time to uh, visit with you and share with you about uh, rural America, the new mission field, uh, as I've discovered. Um, my name is Jim Weaver. I'm the director and uh, rural missionary for RAM. And with me today is uh, my good friend and brother, Keith Hubbard. He's the uh, chairman of our board. I want to thank Randall uh, Dement and uh, Paul Norman, too, for also giving me the opportunity to visit with you. And I want to answer the question today that Nathaniel posed, can anything good come out of Nazareth? In the last few years since I've, God has shifted my focus to rural America, a phrase that has come to my uh, to my mind, to my heart, it's, it's really encapsulized the, the vision for RAM is 
finding God in Nazareth. Uh, it's interesting. Jesus grew up in Nazareth, and of course, Jesus was God, so God is from Nazareth. Nazareth, at the time he lived there, was only a town of about 500 people. It was, it was a backwoods community. It was off the beaten path. It certainly wasn't Jerusalem. I learned that uh, Nazareth is that place where God shows up in the most unexpected places. Nazareth is that place that you wouldn't expect to find God, just like they did when Jesus walked the earth. And Nazareth has become synonymous also because of that description of an unexpected place to find God. It's come to represent, for me, rural America. And I want to tell you today that you can still find God in Nazareth. Jesus said unto the least of these, if you, if you do good, if you show love, if you reach out with the gospel to the least of these, you've done unto me. And that says to me that I will find God, you will find God in Nazareth because rural America being Nazareth is this uh, unexpected place. It is uh, an area where you will find the least of these. One of the least of these that I found that... Um, I'm going to share something from him, too. Where I found God in Nazareth was Big John. Big John lives in Cordell, Oklahoma. It's really where Ram, uh, as far as a ministry, began. And uh, Big John is a 38-year-old man uh, physically, and emotionally, he's a 10-year-old child. And uh, he became, I met him out door knocking one day, and we became good friends. Spiritually, Big John is a 75-year-old, very wise, spiritual man. It's, he's really a, a complex individual. I found God in Nazareth. I found God in rural America when I, when I met Big John. He, uh, he sent me a, a text yesterday. He said, um, Big John, what up? Is day good? Me okay. You Dean okay? Hi. Now he doesn't talk like that when we converse, but texting's a little rough on him. So he texts me like that. But you know, Big John also is the one that one day I was visiting with him and I was trying to explain the resurrection. And I said, the resurrection, John, is we're going to get a brand, you know, we're in a, a, a new body. God's going to raise our bodies. And, and he said, well, you mean my jaw that I broke that's going to be fixed? Yeah, John, it's going to be fixed. And, and he said, well, what about my, my finger? It's bent. That's going to be straight. Yeah, John, it's going to be straight. And, uh, and he said, I, I could see his, his eyes were just uh, locked. He was, I could see the wheels spinning. And, and, and then he just says, I get it. Like brand new, right out of the box. John showed me that God lives in Nazareth, among the least of these. I find God in Nazareth in Tanika. Tanika is a 21-year-old young lady that 
is a meth addict and was shooting meth in her arms and we were talking on her front porch one afternoon and I was trying to communicate to her um, the love of God. And she said, uh, sometimes, sometimes I just need to see him. I need to see him. And I saw God in Tanika, the least of these. Seeing God in others, but also being God to others is, is finding God in Nazareth to the least of these. And you'll find in, in these opportunities when you reach out and you love those people, the forgotten, the overlooked, the ignored, then you are God to them. Here's the need in rural America right now. There are roughly 50 million Americans that live there. Uh, it's, this is all over the U.S., all right? We're not talking about just the Bible Belt, but the entire country. Southwest Oklahoma, where rural America uh, began, in that quadrant, there are 277,000 people, and 83,000 of them are under the age of 18. RAM has started focusing its initial ministry there with a vision to go into the entire country. But we're looking for two teams this summer. We had one team last summer when we started of four students. We want to recruit college students who have a passion for God and a love for people and want to find God in Nazareth, ministering to the least of these, being Christ to these, uh, this summer, we'll go, to three, uh, we'll go to five towns and three counties, and we need eight to ten students. And I'm here today, Keith and I are here today, to give you a window, even though you're not there, you haven't been there yet with us, at least to try to give you a window into the need and to answer the question, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And yes you'll still find God in Nazareth because I found him there. And I believe you will too. And I'll take you back to the text that we started with in John 1, 46. When Nathaniel asked, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip says, come see. So, I want to invite you today to come see. Come see if God is still in Nazareth in rural America. Join us in our mission to bring Jesus back into the rural communities. Keith and I will be in the sub after uh, chapel today. We'll have a booth there. If any of you are interested in finding out more information about being on our team, uh, the, the mission is for four weeks, May 21st through June 21st. And uh, we would love to talk to you, and uh, we are praying that God is moving on some of your hearts today to join us and uh, find God in Nazareth still. Thank you. You're dismissed.